I guess one of my first memories of, you know, having a good time with music, dancing, having fun um, was when I was nine years old and I went to a sleepover at my friend's house and she had an older sister. And so her older sister was allowed to listen to Katy Perry. And we, as nine-year-olds, were not allowed to listen to Katy Perry. She was too right. risque, said too many bad words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her older sister let us play the Hot and Cold music video. Um, and so we actually made up a dance routine. And it was my first time like actually listening to the song all the way through. And it was super fun. And I didn't tell my parents about it <laughs> because I knew they would be mad. Um, but it was the first time we really got to just like, be ourselves through dance and it was super fun we were nine years old so we had really cheesy choreography um, that we made up we recorded it on like a little camcorder that we had Mm -hmm. Um, it was super fun but I think that like exposed me to like pop music I had never really listened to a lot of pop music before and so that was it was a really good memory I had a really good time doing that wonderful I mean yeah nine years old you're carefree so um, you don't really I mean, of course, you have restrictions placed, but then if you get those kinds of experiences, you know, take them and run with them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. everybody and welcome back to the soundtracks of our lives i'm rylan your host and today we have miss kendall huff with us hey um yeah this i'm very excited about this episode because kendall and i were just talking and i really haven't met her often we've only met like twice and i know her through my good friend rachel or our mutual friend rachel and right now, Kendall, like I said, I kind of know you, but our listeners don't. So I'm going to give you the time to formally introduce yourself. Yeah. So, uh, hey, guys, my name is Kendall. Um, I'm from Orange County, California. Uh, so like Rylan said, I know uh, his friend, Rachel. She's my best friend. Um, we went to high school together. So that's how we know each other. So I went to a little bit of a different high school than most people went to. I went to an arts high school. Um, So we actually had to audition to get into the school and everyone had their specialties. You know, some people did musical theater, some people did dance, some people did culinary arts. Um, So it was all very different. Um, And I knew from a young age that I was really interested in film. I always loved making little home videos on my camcorder and my parents really wanted to figure out what to do with that passion. Like what could they enroll me in? And they found this high school that is all arts-based called Orange County School of the Arts. And so that's where I went for high school. It was very much a high school musical victorious experience. Um, Lots of people dancing in the hallways, random outbursts of singing. Um, It was super fun. And that really shaped 
me as a person. I became more open to new things and accepting people for who they are. Um, so that really, that shaped me, especially since I live in Orange County. It was very isolated from um, a lot of the rest of California. So that's my high school experience. And so now I'm actually at USC um, and I study film production there. Uh, so I've continued my filmmaking journey um, and it's been such an incredible time. I just, I'm in love with it. I've really fallen in love with producing for film. So that's what I really want to focus on while I'm here at USC. Um, and it's just, it's been such a great experience and I've met so many amazing people along the way. Um, and I met Rylan through Rachel who went to Columbia uh, College Chicago for film. And so we've kept up through the years and then every, every so often I go out and visit, I get to catch up with Rylan. So it's super fun. And that's a little bit about me. Uh, in my free time, I'm president of USC Special Olympics team. Um, and so I get to coach uh, athletes with special needs. Um, and right now we're doing online virtual Zoom practices, which have been really interesting. But in the past, we do soccer, we do track and field. Um, so that's like a passion of mine that I've been doing for years and I'm just, I'm in love with it. Um, so that's not as much related to film, but that's something that I just love doing. Very cool. I love it. Um, I didn't even know about the Special Olympics thing. Like, I've heard yeah. so much about you. Like, you know, Ethan and Rachel talk about you all the time. And they say, like, you're the nicest person ever. And, I mean, every time I met you, you just live up to that name, that, that title. <laughs> that is so sweet. Um, like I said, we only met twice. Um, I feel like I've known you for a really long time, though. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm really excited about this episode just because we haven't had the chance to bond mutually through music as yeah. I have my other guests before. So, I mean, this is going to make for some very enticing conversation. So yes, I'm very excited. Yeah. As you know, this is the soundtrack of our lives. We're going to go deep into the past, your earliest memories of music. We're going to talk about the timeline from past to the present, maybe even delve into the future a little bit. First off, we're going to start by having you set the scene. So take me back in time. Um, talk about your earliest musical memories or your earliest developments of your music tastes. Who influenced you? What influenced you? And kind of how they influenced you as well. Yeah. So um, my parents were huge 80s music fans. Um, their favorite band is Boston. So I listened Ooh. to a lot of Boston growing up. Um, and even though I've listened to it a bunch, I cannot tell you any of the names of the songs. I can just, I know them when I hear them. Right. Uh, it's one of those types of experiences. Um, so I listened to a lot of that. They never listened to pop music or anything current. So I was never really exposed to that until end of elementary school um, when I started listening to my own music. But they, I just, a vivid memory I have is they have this little black iPod, like one of those really, really old iPods. Yeah. And they had like all of their like 70s and 80s music on there and we would just like plug that iPod in and just dance and sing and it was just so much fun so whenever they busted out that little iPod I got really excited and so that's like you know that's where I got a lot of my taste from is listening to their music um, from when they were growing up and I think that's mm -hmm. super fun um, and then starting to get into more of like the pop and like more modern music scene we watched American Idol all the time yeah. that was like my family's show it is right. such a good show <laughs> yeah no mine too it was almost religious we would watch it every week without fail yes yes yeah mm -hmm. every week we would call in and vote like we were dedicated fans 
like the original like Paula Abdul, like Randy and Simon, like yeah. they were the OGs. We had so much fun. Um, and that's really when I got exposed to all the different kinds of music. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was country artists, there was pop artists, there was just every, every kind of artist on that right. show. Country, pop, rock, everything. Mm-hmm. You Literally were ex- everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I got a lot of the more modern influences and how I was able to start forming my own music tastes apart from my parents. Um, and it was, yeah, it was always just a really good time watching it and getting to learn all the different types of music and seeing what the judges had to say. Um, so that's like that experience watching that show is definitely something that has shaped my music tastes for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I remember cause I was what, maybe one or two years old when that show came out, like when it's first started. So I really didn't know anything about it until like the middle and I think that's where I got a lot of my, you know, pop rock and modern rock influences too. You know, hearing stuff like David Cook and Chris Allen and Chris Daughtry, you know, just singing on that yeah. show. It was just really influential and really instrumental in my development as well. It really was. And it, it introduced me to like my first favorite like artist, like that was my favorite, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I don't remember what season it was, but uh, he was second runner up. Um, his name was Adam Lambert. I'm oh, sure you've, you've heard of him. Season eight. Season yeah, eight, season yeah. eight. Okay. I was in love with him. I was in love with his music, his style, like just him as a person. Um, right. So that like really launched me into like my first like fangirl, like Adam Lambert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was all thanks to American Idol. So that yeah. was, no, I had, definitely shaped me. <laughs> yeah, I had a really impactful Adam Lambert phase between the ages of 10 to 12. Just, yeah, I was <laughs> in that zone. Yeah, I just loved Adam Lambert. And now what he's doing with Queen too is insanely yes. cool. I will be talking about that later. I have some, some thoughts on that. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So what else? What other maybe influences outside your family or even places? Because I think places could influence like if there was a certain song that played in a certain place you know there's a certain memory attached to it as well yeah well I mean I always went to Disneyland growing up um because we Mm -hmm. lived right we lived like 30 minutes from Disneyland um so I think Disney music and like scores of films and you know soundtracks of musicals and Disney films that really influenced me a lot and it was you know Disneyland was my happy place we would go like every Saturday as a family and it was a really good bonding experience um, and so I think that launched me into like the love of like soundtracks for musicals and films but also like into the world of film itself um, just seeing you know your favorite Disney films come to life like in the theme park was so much fun and the way each ride had its own theme music and song. It's like if someone could play me the theme from Space Mountain right now and I would know exactly where it's from. Um, right. So it's a really it's a really magical and interesting experience. Um, right. So that's definitely something that my family and I, we bonded over a lot. Mm-hmm. So like those specific, like when you're walking down Main Street, there's like a specific theme that plays. Yeah. And I could, I could recognize that like anywhere, like barely someone's ringtone. Like I'll be like, oh my God, that's the theme from Main <laughs> Street at Disneyland. Like it's, it's just, it's a really fun place. And it's, it made me more in tune to like the sounds that were around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I mean, Disneyland in itself is just a truly unique experience and the music just enhances that. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, I haven't been to the Disneyland in California. 
um, I've been to other ones around the world. Like I've been to okay. the one in Hong Kong, the one in Paris. Oh, nice. And, oh, I'm jealous. Oh. And I've been, I mean, I've been to Disney World as well, but yeah, you're right. Just, it's really unique. And, you know, the music is just perfectly suited to each ride. Like each ride has a unique sense to it. It does. Yeah. It, it, you know, it brings you into the world of these characters and these settings that you pretend you're not in Anaheim, Orange County. You're in a, a faraway magical Disney place. Right. It takes you places. I mean, it does, yeah. again, the music just enhances that. It transports you pretty much. Yeah. No, it, it definitely does. I, I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. And was there anyone else um, that you wanted to talk about in terms of influences? Oh, let's see. Well, okay. So you probably don't know this. You might, but I am the biggest Taylor Swift fan in the entire planet. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 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 funny because I I don't always come off that way. Like I'm I'm kind of I keep it to myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch my, you know, you'll see some Snapchats or Insta stories like sporadically. Um, you know, looking at her new music and stuff, but. Yeah, since I was about 10 years old, I have been in love with Taylor Swift. Uh, Adam Lambert was first, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, catapulted me into the pop world. And uh, Taylor Swift was still country back then when I was 10. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. Yeah. And just, you know, the whole celebrity scene. And I just, I fell in love with Taylor Swift. And all my roommates, Rachel knows, everyone, all my close friends know that I'm a huge <laughs> Taylor Swift fan. And so her music and just her as a person have really influenced me over the last 10 years of my life it's she's kind of been like a through line for me um while a lot of my music tastes have been on a roller coaster going different places um she's been like the one artist that like I've consistently stayed with and followed her music um so that's like that's kind of a bigger a bigger person in my life so to speak Mm -hmm. in terms of music very cool I mean you can't go wrong with Taylor Swift yeah (laughs) you really can't I mean to see what she's done from country to pop mm-hmm. and have you listened to her new album it's actually alternative which is i have spot. not but now you i should, should. you yeah. should yeah it's like indie alternative it's very interesting like bon ivers on one of the tracks it's it's very Ooh. cool mm-hmm. okay that's pretty sick yeah very good. i mean i love but, bon uh, Iver, so <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah she's definitely a big musical influence um mm-hmm. on me i think i've been to like 10 or 11 of her concerts over the years. It's kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> I cannot, I couldn't even fathom seeing the same person 10, 11, 12 times. I mean, I wish I could, but yeah. that is insane. I love it. Yeah, she tours a lot. So it's, yeah. it's, it's easy this year. Mm-hmm. And then want to talk about, you know, memories that you shared. I mean, some memories that you have about music, not only like your earliest memories, but maybe shifting more towards your teenage years mm-hmm. and yeah. talk about, you know, how music changed for you or how it impacted you in those times. Yeah. Um, so in middle school, I obviously was still a big Taylor Swift fan and that was kind of like my person. Um, I'd moved on from Adam Lambert. Like I was Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, then I found out I got into OSHA, which was an arts high school. Um, and everyone in my middle school told me, you're going to get made fun of for liking Taylor Swift. You need to like like indie bands and like cool smaller bands to be cool. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I do. So I like scavenged around like the internet trying to find like indie bands. I tried like Cage the Elephant um, and Mm -hmm. bands like that. And 
I ended up finding um, Bastille and okay. I immediately fell in love, even though I had never really listened to alternative indie music before. Mm -hmm. um, but everyone told me I had to do it because otherwise I would be made fun of. So the whole summer before I went to high school, I just, the Bad Blood album from Bastille was just on repeat the entire mm -hmm. time, all summer long. Um, so that really got me into Bastille, which is really funny. And then when I got to school, I found out no one cared what music I listened to. And so now I had Taylor Swift and Bastille, and it was a great combination. Um, so that was kind of when my, my music kind of shifted for a little bit. Um, and mm -hmm. I only listened to Bastille and some other smaller, you know, indie, indie bands. But yeah, I really fell in love with Bastille, and I still listen to them all the time. So that's definitely stayed yeah. with me. So I'm really thankful for that, even though it was totally false. Everyone was totally chill with right. me liking Taylor Swift. But <laughs> Um, now I can say I like Bastille and Taylor Swift, so mm -hmm. it's a it's a good combination. Yeah, um, I mean you did it on, you did it on a whim, and yeah. Bastille was your gateway into that other alternative indie world. Yeah, it and, was such a different world. Their music was so different, mm -hmm. um, but I, I just loved it. <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, apart from like the indie scene, were there any other styles that you were kind of getting accustomed to? Yeah, you know, I went through a country phase. Um, my dad is a huge country country boy mm -hmm. um, from Wisconsin, so he he loves the country. Um, and so I went through that. We went to Stagecoach a few times, which is the big uh, country music music festival in California. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun. Uh, so I had you know a few years in high school. I'd say maybe three years. I was like really into country. Um, after you know i still love bastille and taylor swift but it was like a new branch that i was able right. to go to right um and it was it was really fun to you know listen to it and pretend you're driving on a pickup truck in the in the south somewhere yeah. <laughs> um but you know i eventually kind of grew out of that and now my sister's actually in that country phase she's um in high school right now and so she's mm -hmm. going through the exact same like country phase that i did um, so it's like passing think, on the baton kind of. Yeah, I guess it is. And maybe it's like my dad like influencing us because he loves listening to country music. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely tried country for a while, went to some fun concerts. Um, Luke Bryan was super fun. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was definitely another phase that I went through. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, I hate country music. But even though I don't listen to it anymore, like I don't mind it. Like I think it's fun. You know, like it's it's a good time. It is. I mean, I try to play it down sometimes because some of the guests I've had on, they actually just despise country music. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I'm kind of indifferent mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. I mean, I like it when it comes on. Not mm -hmm. so much the contemporary, like country pop, but more yeah. of the old stuff, especially like okay. folk music and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, if that comes on, I'll sing along. I'll have fun with it. Because I think yeah. with country music too, it's a lot about the story. The song is structured different. You know, it's yeah. more about the story than the like simple verse, chorus, verse song structure. Definitely, really definitely. And it's a yeah, lot to pick it, apart from it. There is. Have you heard um, Bo Burnham's uh, country pandering yes. song? Oh, God, I think oh, it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> it's perfect. It's amazing. I'm like, that's so true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. Yeah. All right. So, you know, talking about your earliest memories and your middle school slash high school years and music throughout that time, were there any pivotal moments in your life where music played an important role? Like it could be 
you know, coping mechanism if you're going through a rough time, or it could be an escape for those rough times. Basically, was there any music or anything like that where it was a guiding hand and helped you get through those times? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different experiences that music has played a part in my life. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, the Taylor Swift breakup songs, those were always super helpful when, you know, a guy didn't like you back or someone broke your heart. I think those are always going to be there. Um, but a song in particular um, called This Is Gospel by Panic! at the Disco, mm-hmm. um, that song kind of came out when I was going through a lot of anxiety and had a lot of fear about things. Um, and I heard that song, there was a piano version of it that just absolutely blew me away. Um, and it really just, it, I connected with it and, you know, it was, it showed me that it was okay to like be afraid and, you know, not everything's going to go your way, but, um, you know, you have to keep going. And so that, what, that song I just listened to like on repeat, like all the time. Um, and that kind of helped me get through some of my anxieties that I was having about like school and friends and everything like that. That was definitely a time when music kind of helped me get through something for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love how music has this power, has this healing power to take you out of whatever mood you're in, or it can, you know, put you yeah. in a mood too. It works the opposite way too. Like I've yeah. talked about this before, like no matter how good a day you're having or how bad a day you're having music is always there and it always it can either work in the opposite effect so if you're having a bad day it can turn into a good day or it can work and enhance it so if you're having a bad day you listen to sad music it's going to be even worse I know (laughs) you just like start spiraling (laughs) yeah and then you know you find yourself just like crying in the corner and you're like yeah what is oh happening? many many a times just curled up in bed just listening to sad songs right. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson a lot of times yeah. yeah oh that was that was a big one too like because I mean going back to American Idol like after yes. watching all of that you know I would go back like watch previous seasons I did that too <laughs> everything and you know basically listen to all of that and it was just it was immense yeah it was and you know in our we kind of grew up with being able to have music with us all the time, like with the little iPods that came out. Yeah. Um, so we got really lucky in that sense because I feel like we were able to listen to music anywhere we went, um, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool. And I think that definitely, you know, some car rides, just listening with my headphones on, just being emo, looking out the window, like, you know, kind of shaped who I exactly. am. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, on the point of being like emo and stuff, I had this small Sony Walkman hill mp3 player oh my gosh okay like it was light blue and everything and i didn't know how to put music on it or anything so (laughs) one of my family friends he put quite a few songs on it and they were all 2000s pop punk oh my gosh (laughs) so i that was what i grew up on i grew up on all american rejects good charlotte green day (laughs) everything yep oh that's amazing yeah like I always joke about it. I've never grown out of my pop punk phase. I'm still in it. I still listen to it all the time. I still feel, and now it's more nostalgia than anything, you know, taking me back to when I was like seven, eight, nine years old and just being like that angsty kind of person. Those were the good old days. Trust me. Those were 
Oh, we were all so carefree fun. and just, you know, it was simple. It was really yes, simple. It was. It really was. <laughs> So apart from pivotal moments in your life, were there any, you know, seemingly insignificant days or moments in your life where if you put on a song, it's weird, but you find yourself, you know, just taking in your surroundings and everything and just, you know, it becomes like stored in your brain as a memory. Yeah. I do that all the time with different songs and like, you know, listening to an album for the first time or a song for the first time. Like, I always love remembering what the day was like, the weather outside, where I was, what I was doing. And sometimes I just like take a deep breath and take it all in. Yeah. Like I said, it's an escape in a sense, you know, from the monotony and everything. Were were there any moments like that for you where music was um, a tool to, you know, brighten your day or enhance what you were feeling that day? Yeah, I mean, what comes to mind is um, in sixth grade, uh, our class went on a three-day field trip to Catalina, um, and on the boat ride, everyone was getting sick, everyone was throwing up, it was just, it was miserable, it was hot, it was just, it was terrible, Um, and someone had, you know, their old iPhone with a speaker, Mm -hmm. um, and they played this new song I'd never heard before, Uh, it's called We Are Young by Fun, which is now a very popular song. I love fun. Um, you can't go wrong with fun. Oh, no, exactly. It was incredible. And I'd never heard it before. Um, mm-hmm. And someone just started playing it. And everyone just kind of, we were all sitting on these benches. People had like their barf bags. It was just, it was nasty. <laughs> um, but, you know, the song started playing and some people had heard it, but a lot of people hadn't heard it before. And it was just, it was a really fun bonding experience. And it was just a fun song. Um, and we all started learning the lyrics to it to try to, you know, distract ourselves from getting seasick. Yeah. Um, and... By the end of the trip, like we, oh, three days later, like we all knew the song by heart. We were singing it on the boat ride back from Catalina to Long Beach. Um, and it was just super fun. I had like my little camcorder and I filmed it and I just, I, I still have it on a DVD somewhere. And it just, it, whenever I hear that song, I just, I think of that memory. And even though I don't talk to a lot of people from my middle school anymore, like I still remember, like I can picture that day listening to that song. Right. And you can um, like picture the exact moment for the first yes, time. And- I can like see what everyone's wearing. I can see the ocean and the boat like so vividly and I can just hear the song playing. And it was it was such a good bonding experience for us because, you know, we were sixth graders. And so, you know, sixth grade's always rough. Yeah. Um, so like was- any chance you get, to, you know, try to connect with someone, you take it. You know? Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, everyone f- was feeling sick and awful and just this kid played it on his phone and it was just a really good time. And we all bonded. And from that day on, like that was like our class's song. Like we played that song all the time. It was, it was really fun. Um, So whenever I hear that, I just, I think of that day and it's, it's a good memory. I I really enjoy it. It was a good time. I mean, again, music takes you back, right? It takes you back to a certain place. Like you said, you can remember it so vividly Yeah. that whenever you listen to that song or any song that you share a memory with that's exactly what it will take you to yes 
it's like yes even all these years later like right. i am almost 21 and it takes me back to when i was 12 years old on that boat um, exactly so it's, it's insane it's music has such an insane power to bring you back to places mm -hmm. i love it you said before that you were really influenced by the 80s like classic rock and were you ever into like well not into but were you ever listening to the glam rock and the hair metal that kind of stuff no i know that was not something that i ever uh, really listened to it was more like abba and elton john and queen and mm -hmm. boston and you know all, all the bands and people like that from the 70s and right. 80s so all the um, classics pretty all much. the classics yeah. yes my parents didn't really branch out too much from that okay. uh, that track i mean yeah like you mentioned boston i was like i love yeah. boston so much <laughs> just yeah they've got good music they're really good their debut album was insane <laughs> and then moving to the present. So we talked about the past, we're gonna to shift to the present. I wanna talk about how your music taste changed from back then to now, how it evolved, if it evolved at all, basically like what kind of stuff are you listening to now? Yeah, um, so I still listen to Taylor Swift, you know, she's mm -hmm. just always been there, but um, I, I kind of stepped away from the 70s and 80s classic rock stuff when I got mm -hmm. into pop when I was, you know, in middle school, high school. I never really listened yeah. to any of that after um, my parents had exposed me to it when I was young. And then I just didn't really want anything to do with it. I wanted to listen to the cool pop music and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. But recently over the past maybe two years, I've been getting back into it. And like right now, like Elton John is one of my all-time favorites right now um and i'd never really listened to him before maybe two years ago um yeah. and so he's been like a really big influence i would love to see him in concert one day i don't know if he's still gonna tour anymore but yeah um, i feel like i missed out on that i'm like oh he's so cool <laughs> right everyone's getting back into you know the 70s and 80s stuff now and then yes none of them are touring anymore or those bands have broken up and yes yes you know it's really sad because we missed out on it we, we weren't yeah. even born when they were no it's like peak. there was no way to do it um mm -hmm. and so when i got back into that about two years ago um that's when uh queen with adam lambert was coming to tour they toured in like 2015 or something and i wasn't mm -hmm. into it then i was like i don't want to do that but i think it was last year maybe a year and a half ago um they came to the forum in la and I was in such like a queen phase. I was like, oh my gosh. And Adam Lambert was with them. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, that was like your fantasy right there. Yeah, You're it like was amazing. past and present mixed together. Yes, right there. it was such a weird combination, but um, my whole family went and we had such a good time. Um, it was absolutely incredible. Adam Lambert did an amazing job and so did the rest of the band. It was mm -hmm. It was just so cool, like seeing those two worlds like colliding. Um, yeah. So that was that was really cool and kind of a good way to, you know, I'm I think my dad saw Queen like eons ago, mm -hmm. um, but you know I never thought I would get to see them and then they came touring and I was like this is amazing. <laughs> so I got really lucky in that sense to get to see them while they're still touring. That's perfect. I mean, they're so old now, but they can still rock. Like, yes. As yes. hard as they did in their prime like yes, i'm can never, still like not be able to rock like they're gonna be rocking forever <laughs> right i still can't fathom how brian may plays a guitar like that yeah like 
even now. And it's, oh yeah, I think he had like a like a ten minute guitar solo. It was oh, incredible. <laughs> oh my heart. Yeah, it was it was a really really fun concert. I love it. So you were getting back into that. Was it mostly because of nostalgia? Or? You know, I think so. I really got into ABBA too, and I know like mm-hmm. like every girl loves ABBA, but um, yeah. I I especially love ABBA, and I love I just love it. So that I right. think that kind of sparked me getting back into it. Is I heard some mm-hmm. some ABBA songs, and I was like, wait, I really like this vibe. Um, and mm-hmm. then I got into more of the other artists, and Elton John is just incredible. So that's kind of where I am now with what I listen to. Very cool. I mean, yeah, you really can't go wrong with ABBA. Like, who doesn't love ABBA? Exactly, exactly. ABBA is no. iconic. <laughs> like, it's so weird because all of our parents love ABBA. Mm-hmm. And now all of us love ABBA. Yes. And, I mean, it's just really interesting to think about how sometimes, of course, your parents' music taste, like, makes its way down to you. Yeah. You know, gets passed on to you for a little while. Because that's, again, your earliest memories. You're not you haven't developed your music taste enough yet. And then, you know, you start exploring by yourself. Yeah. And especially now, for some reason, we're going back. Like, yeah. as we grow older, <laughs> we go back into our parents' taste of music. It's really, yeah. really and fascinating. I mean, it's, it's nostalgia, but it's also like you're discovering it, it like it's new. It's new to you. It's new to me. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's exciting. Right. It just takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah. Like, I mean, listening to it at you know eight years old versus Mm -hmm. yeah 20 almost 21 years old yeah yeah I mean Mamma Mia was like my that was my very first blu-ray yes (laughs) yeah that was the very first one our family bought and we would play it non-stop we had we had the one with the sing-along karaoke version so like the words would come up and we would sing along to it and that's so fun it was just pure and wholesome and a lot of fun Oh, that's awesome. I actually went to go see, um, this, when the sequel came out, I went to go mm-hmm. see it with my mom and Rachel and Rachel's mom. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a really good bonding experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was talking to a couple of my other friends about it, about the mm-hmm. sequel especially, and I don't know why a lot of people, you know, don't give it as much recognition as the original. Yeah. Because I honestly think some of the songs some of the covers on the second one are better. Yes, than... they are. Mm-hmm. Some of the numbers, Waterloo is my favorite number in that film. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> of course, they use Super Trooper in both films, which yes. is really cool. Um, you know, I think they did Knowing Me, Knowing You in the second one. And that's one of my favorite ABBA songs yes. of all time. It's a good song. They did Dancing mm-hmm. Queen yeah. in, the, in the second one. I'm... Right. And I, I mean share singing fernando yes right at the end that was <laughs> so amazing so iconic yes yes i iconic is only one of the amazing words to describe it it was so yeah. fun it's only it's the only word to describe share just iconic yes yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> moving on we're gonna move to the future now so i want to get mm-hmm. your thoughts on the current musical landscape so you know with everything with all the songs that are being released now, with the way the music industry is operating in terms of releasing music now, what do you think is going well within the music industry right now? What would you like to see improve? Or what are some areas that they could improve on? 
And I also wanted to get your thoughts on where you think music is headed and where you would like to see it go. Yeah. Um, well, I think right now what's really interesting is the success of a song is determined a lot by social media. You know, I, I think TikTok right now is, is, it makes songs become super huge. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how WAP right now, which is like the number one song, became super mm -hmm. famous from TikTok and Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Um, so it is really interesting because I feel like that didn't happen a lot. I mean, obviously social media is very new, but even in the early stages, it, you know, didn't determine music as much, um, like how successful it was. But now it really does. I mean, you see new albums trending on Twitter if Harry Styles releases a new album. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's, I don't know if it's good or bad. Um, I think it does hurt more of like the smaller indie artists um, who, you know, people don't go to record shops anymore. Um, and, you know, you don't really go looking through iTunes anymore. You just, you know, get what the top 10 songs of the day are. And a lot of the times they're mostly pop songs by like the really big artists. Um, right. And I think, I think that's all, that's fine. But um, mm -hmm. I think it is it is really interesting and you have to really dig to find new and different kinds of music now mm -hmm. um that's not like mainstream right um so i think that's really interesting i i'm not really sure where music is headed per se i think you know i've always been a fan of like female representation in music and so mm -hmm. like you know with more like empowering songs i think that's gonna definitely um, become really popular. I think we need more music from like the underrepresented communities, LGBT communities and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, so I'm hoping in the future, a lot more of those types of artists get um, a platform. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would love to see those artists, like indie artists or mm -hmm. like I said, LGBTQ plus artists. I would love to see them get some more recognition. Yeah. And it is through platforms like Apple Music and Spotify. I mean, they do release stuff through there, but I would like to see them appear in the charts a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's the main way that you're going to hear about these artists. And then you hear about them. Then you hear about different like artists similar to them or who they influenced or who influenced them. Yeah. And then before you know it, you find yourself like digging down this rabbit hole and yeah <laughs> you just keep going and you end up finding each person ends up finding their niche so you know what they really like and what they could follow for a really long time yeah i mean i would have never found bastille just by listening to you know the main charts i mean in yeah. what 2013 14 like mm -hmm. it was a lot, lot of pop um a lot of rap too and you know i was trying to find something more indie because that's what was going to be cool at my high school mm -hmm. um and it took me a while to really find those artists and i think you know having their platforms be more accessible and you know promoted by apple music and spotify i think that mm -hmm. that would be fantastic right and i i think it is moving into that trajectory right now you know yeah. spotify has Definitely. like all these different playlists with yeah. a lot of independent artists you know on them and I'm assuming Apple Music does the same. Like, I would love to see that happen, but as well as I don't want to see anyone moving, I mean, anyone from that platform moving to the mainstream, in a sense. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. really weird because, I mean, I want them to get more recognition, 
but I don't want them to be more mainstream. Yes, exactly. There's like this like line. It's like you don't want them right. to be like, you know, mainstream crazy artists, but you right. want them to get the recognition they deserve. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like that, you know, the mainstream crazy artists, it really comes down to like the labels to the record labels. Because, yes. yeah. you know, I've heard a lot about how mainstream record labels and like major labels are kind of the death knell of independent artists in a sense, which is really sad to think about because, you know, a lot of those major labels got started because of independent artists. And like some of those labels are, were started because those record execs saw something in an independent artist, made them mainstream, and it only works out 50% of the time. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, You know, I'm more of, on the film side of things so I don't know mm-hmm. as much about like the inner workings of the music industry but I think it's it's so fascinating yeah it really is like just everything on the surface itself with the music industry is I mean just fascinating to think about because yeah. there's a lot of a lot of things that go into the inner workings yeah and then I want to touch on film because I know that's your niche yeah. you talked about soundtracks and you know scores and everything why don't you give us a little bit more about that yeah. movie like in a broader sense what kind of influenced you in the soundtracks and scores what got you into it and what styles do you look for in films yeah. and stuff yeah um i mean i think as any any film nerd would say uh star wars the the music of star wars is one of the most iconic soundtracks in the history of cinema yeah, 100%. Um, and so john williams he's he's just incredible um but that kind of made me appreciate the the sounds of cinema, the score, the music behind what you're seeing on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, every time I watch a movie, I'm always listening to the score. It's so beyond important. It, it shapes your movie, essentially, whether you choose to have score or not. I mean, that's a very big uh, creative decision and where you put the score and why is, right. is just so, it's so important and so you know, everyone needs it for the film. Otherwise, your audience could be lost in what emotion they're supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd have to say one of my favorite, one of my favorite scores slash soundtracks would be for the film Moulin Rouge. Um, mm-hmm. Have you seen that? It's, oh, of uh, course, yes. Yes, yes. Baz Luhrmann mm-hmm. uh, directed it. Um, and it's just, it's absolutely incredible. It's my favorite film of all time. Um, so I definitely think the soundtrack plays mm-hmm. into that. But you know, apart from like the big musical numbers, it also has such a beautiful, just musical score with it. And it, you know, makes me laugh, makes me cry. It's, I mean, all around, I think it's one of the best scores I've ever heard in a film. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I always try and when I make my own films or when I'm working on films, I try to emulate feelings that I have watching Moulin Rouge or Star Wars um, when I hear the theme or the music in a really important scene because you have to I mean otherwise if you're not focused on you know the music I think films could fail if they don't convey the right emotion yeah absolutely you know it's really funny before I went to Columbia and actually met Ethan and Rachel and basically was immersed in that world I was strictly like a music person I I mean, I would watch movies a lot and everything, but I never thought about the score, like critically thought about the score. Yeah. I mean, some of the soundtracks I really liked, but again, score was never really my thing. And it was only after coming to Columbia, meeting Ethan, who is 
a major sound design nerd. Yes, he is. It really brought um, that perspective of soundtrack and score and music for picture, basically. Yeah. And again, I think that speaks to the power of music because even with a score, even if there's no emotion on screen, you listen to the music and the score behind it. Yes. And that could be all you need to just convey that emotion. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've listened to like the full Star Wars soundtrack, just the music, and I can, it helps me visualize like each scene. Like I could just close my eyes and I could play the playlist down and I could tell you where it was in the film um, mm-hmm. and visualize the entire scene. So it has such a, such a magical power to it. I mean, like we said, when listening to We Are Young, I can visualize that boat. I can visualize everyone there. Yeah. And I think it's the same with movies. You hear a score, you know, you're in Harry Potter world at Universal Studios and you hear the Harry Potter theme, you're instantly transported into the movie. Um, Absolutely. It has yeah. such such a magical power to it. And I, I just am blown away by composers in general. They're so talented. Yeah, they're immensely talented. And now so talented. Yeah. Yeah. Now Ethan wants me to write one. I'm like, I can't do it. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, working with composers is so fun, but also like really scary because I feel like I don't know what I'm it's... talking about. I'm like, this mm-hmm. needs to sound sadder, <laughs> but I don't know how to say that in musical terms. <laughs> right. No, it's it's really weird. I mean, I never thought I'd be listening to scores by themselves, let alone like trying to write them. And now yeah, that I'm doing yeah. that, it's insane to think about how I grew up with, you know, such a rock-based background. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about music in a theatrical sense. Yeah, it's 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 super fun. Um Mm-hmm. I just I love it. It's one of my favorite parts of the filmmaking process. Is yeah, it, it's one of the most instrumental parts. Yes. Of the filmmaking process. Yes, definitely. You know, we talked about everything I wanted to talk about. And it was really enticing, too, because, again, we just didn't know each other's music taste while we met. But now that I know that, I know so much more about you and so much more of it's relatable, too, because I kind of went through those same phases, especially with American Idol. Like, yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that was our show. Like, yeah. I was in Abu Dhabi, so we couldn't vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we would usually get the reruns unless it was the live show. And yeah. I would always, I remember I would always watch the finale live yes. oh, at yeah. 4.30 in the morning because that was what oh, time it was in Abu Dhabi. No. That's dedication. Yeah, we yeah. just had to stay up till like 9 or 10. So yeah, no, I, <laughs> I had to wake up super early to watch it and then get oh ready gosh. to go to school. I didn't even, like, I wouldn't even finish it because I had to get ready to go to school. Oh my gosh. That's, but then yeah, I watched the rerun later. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> right. So we discussed everything. And right now, it is time to go on to the emotional roller coaster. 11 questions, 11 answers. I mean, it's a lot to talk about. Each question kind of pertains to an emotion, yeah, um, like some sort of emotion. So are you ready to take this ride? Yes, I'm ready. I'm buckled in. I'm ready to go. Hell yeah. Very cool. We'll move right into number one, your favorite current artist. 
Well, my favorite current artists, I have three. Artists. Okay, yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> um, Taylor Swift, Elton John, and Bastille are my three favorites Very um, cool. right now. Yeah, mm. so they haven't changed a lot, but Elton John's a newer one. Definitely. Yeah, it's one yeah. that you brought back. Yes, yes, right? brought back. Mm-hmm. And then number two, your favorite artist, but from the past. So someone who could be making music now, but already had a well-established career. Yes. Um, so that would be Adam Lambert. Um, mm-hmm. He, I, I think I went to three of his concerts um, and I definitely shouldn't have been going as an 11 year old to an Adam Lambert concert. They were a little inappropriate. <laughs> um, but yeah, Adam Lambert is definitely one of my past favorite artists. Um, mm-hmm. Huge fan. Yeah. And then number three, your last concert. So the last concert you've been to and your favorite concert. Yeah. Well, my last concert was um, on New Year's Eve last year, so like 10 months ago. Um, mm-hmm. Me and my sister went to go see Lizzo in Las Vegas. Ooh. Um, so my family was in Las Vegas for New Year's Eve, um, and so my parents went to go see Journey in concert, and cool. me and my sister went to go see Lizzo in concert on the same night, um, and it was so much fun. It, she was incredible. She was absolutely insane. She's yeah. so talented um me and my sister had such a good time it was so much fun and like she ended at like 11 p.m and then we went outside onto the las vegas strip and then watched the fireworks at midnight it was really fun oh that's so sick i mean that's that's one of those things where i wish i could be in two places at once because i love journey and i love i know i I was like what do i do but my sister didn't want to see journey um and so Mm -hmm. i was like let's go to lizzo like that'd be so fun and my parents i mean that must have been a show like a real experience oh it was a show yeah it was like standing like mosh pit it was so much fun um it was incredible and that was the last concert i went to because in march everything got shut down Um, yeah so january was the last time i was at a big concert venue like that i was supposed to see taylor swift this summer at the the lover fest um but that got canceled yeah i mean i can't like, I have so much money invested in concerts that are supposed to happen, but they yeah. got postponed. <laughs> like, I mean, the last one I went to was actually in February. I went to see All American Rejects. Oh, my gosh. And that was an experience. I was, like, nine years old again. Aww. It was perfect. But That's super cute. Yeah, but everything, you know, closed down. And I was actually supposed to go to a concert in April, one in oh. June. Like, all of those got moved to... Yeah. Next year. So, I mean, hopefully I will get to see them next year. That's the key. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. hope so. But yeah, I mean, once it's safe, hopefully live music can be where it is. Because I know a lot of things are going on right now with, you know, live venues and, you know, some of them are kind of being shut down because of the lack of business and everything. I mean, so yeah, if you're listening, um, you know, support your live venues in any way you can right now because live music is an experience yeah everyone should go through at least once in your lifetime yeah and then your favorite concert Ooh, favorite concert Mm, let's see that's a tough one um Mm -hmm. i would say probably uh i went to the opening night of taylor swift's reputation tour 
Um, okay. I actually, me and my mom, we flew to Arizona to go to the opening date, even though she wasn't coming to California for like a few months. Um, mm -hmm. We decided to go and went to the opening night. So I had no idea what the sets would look like, what songs she would sing, right. um, what her costumes would be. Like it was just it was incredible mm -hmm. to see it live for the first time because usually you'll see stuff on Instagram, like they'll post stuff and, right. you know, you the, see all the sets and, you know, you mm -hmm. know what their track list is. Right. It's um, kind of, then it's kind of predictable if, you know, if you see yeah. them a few months later, but exactly, exactly. this is a different experience altogether. Yes. It was the opening night of the tour. Like no one had seen her. She hadn't done it overseas. Like it was the opening night. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just so much fun. I cried so hard. <laughs> we had, we had floor seats. And so um, I'd like saved up a lot of money for that. So that was mm. really fun. Um, and it was just me and my mom and we had a really good time. And so that was probably my favorite experience just because it was so new and I knew nothing about it. And I just, every right. song, it was a surprise what song she was going to sing next. So it was really fun. Yeah. And, and that enhances the experience as well. Just the unpredictability, you know, not knowing what was going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. I love it. And then number four, one artist you could bring back from the dead, who would it be? Ooh, you know, I thought about this question a lot and I was like, who would I bring back? And I'd probably have to say Whitney Houston. I, I love her music and, mm -hmm. you know, she had some really good bangers and I just, I wish she was still making music because she was really young. She was like in her forties. So I definitely would want to bring her back from the dead if I could and mm -hmm. see her in, in concert. That would be incredible. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, she I can, mean, just, she can belt, she can yeah, belt some notes. Just hearing sure. your belt live would be, uh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be super fun. Definitely. And then moving on to number five, the number one song we would find on your road trip playlist. Ooh, I think I have two. Sure. One of them is kind of like a meme, but it's also like a song I enjoy. Um, it's called Holiday Road. And it's from the vacation movies. I don't know if you've ever seen like National Lampoon's yeah. vacation movie, but there's right. like this one song that they play over and over again called <laughs> Holiday Road. And whenever my family goes on like a car trip or something, I like yeah. always add it to the playlist because it's so funny. It's so repetitive and really cheesy, yeah. but I love it. And I think but it just plays really to that scene and that setting, right? It does. Yeah. It, you know, it's like all the craziness of a family road trip um, in the film. And so mm -hmm. I, that, I always add that to my playlist just for fun. And then my other one that's more of like something I, like, I always listen to is um, I'm Still Standing by Elton John. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Song. Just like play when I'm driving in my car. Like it, I have it like on every playlist I have on my phone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of Elton John songs, like at least the more upbeat ones, are yeah. really great road trip songs. Yeah. Especially, like, oh. it doesn't matter if you're alone or with friends or with family or anything. Yeah. Someone will always know the words to it and, you know, you can always sing along to it. Oh, I know. Yeah, you hear, like, those opening piano notes and it, you're just, everyone's singing along. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, definitely. It just makes me happy. I smile whenever <laughs> I hear that song. Yeah. So, of course, that, that's such a powerful song, too. Yeah. Right, I'm still standing. Oh, it's so good, especially yeah. stuff that we need, you know, now. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Right, and then moving on to number six, your least preferred genre or style of music. This one was hard. I mean, I would probably have to say like metal music, like heavy mm -hmm. metal, like just because I don't really know a lot about it, and 
I had like a weird neighbor when I was young and he would always listen to it and I didn't really like him. So mm -hmm. maybe I just have like a bad association with metal music to him. But I don't know. It's just something that never really interests me and I couldn't really ever connect to it. So I'd say that's yeah. probably my least favorite because I can connect to country and I know a lot of people can't. And I'm sure right. a lot of people will say that's their least favorite. Um, mm -hmm. But at least I can like understand what country's saying. I don't. Yeah. Some, I, I mean, really sometimes <laughs> metal music. I mean, again, metal is like a really, really, they have like a really small market in a sense. Yeah, um, yeah they do. But I mean, I want to say a lot of metal artists now are, blending genres so mm -hmm. yeah. that it's more palpable for other people exactly like yeah and i think i was just never exposed i was never exposed to it so it's mm -hmm. not like i don't like it i just you know don't right. know much about it definitely yeah right and then number seven a song that can make you cry instantly or just you know hit you in the feels yeah oh. i mean the piano version of this is gospel by panic at the disco can make me mm -hmm. cry instantly just because i associate it with the memories of yeah. you know feeling anxious and it helping me through that so that can make me cry and then i think the taylor swift song that always makes me cry is forever and always um there's a piano version of it that she does and i listened to that when my crush kissed my friend and i was really sad and <laughs> jealous um <laughs> so that one that can just make me cry like on command yeah. it's it's kind of scary how it can do that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of scary how music can do that in general. Just yeah, like it just hits you really hard. You know, it can make you cry like instantly. Like you can start yeah. tearing up the moment you hear like the opening notes or anything like that, or the yeah. opening verse or anything. Yeah, and no, really. Can. I mean, I think the same goes for number eight. The flip side of that, a song that you can't stop dancing to, or you just feel extreme, you know, jubilation, happiness when you yeah. listen to it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of in the name, but I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Like, yeah. I, I cannot hear that song and not get up and dance. Like, I have to dance to that song. Yeah, um, definitely. From the opening, like, she goes, woo! Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. so fun. And all the mannerisms I, along so with happy. the music and stuff. It's like, it just it's, really it's enhances so fun. it. It really is. So, like, whenever I hear that, I have to, like, dance and, like, sway and just sing along to it. It, it just makes me so happy. I love it. Um, and then number nine, and I, I know we touched on this, favorite movie soundtrack and your favorite movie score. Yeah. Um, a soundtrack for sure is Moulin Rouge. Um, mm -hmm. Favorite score, I would say, um, there's a film called Arrival um, mm -hmm. by uh, director Denis Villeneuve. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, and I think the score for that is so incredible. Um, Amy Adams stars in it, and it's about yeah. her, like, finding these aliens and trying to communicate with them and mm -hmm. the score is just so powerful and it just it gives me chills it makes me emotional like i was so transfixed on the score of that film yeah um so that's definitely one of my favorite scores for sure yeah i mean one of that's it's one of those scores that again just conveys the emotion even when the screen doesn't yeah exactly and the, the film itself is amazing and i think the yeah. score just completely elevates it yeah that's yeah. what a good score does, right? It elevates. Yes, exactly. it, it just takes the film itself to a whole new level. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wonderful. And then number 10, your favorite era of music. So it could be like a decade, a couple of years, you know, a span of like five years, whatever. But which era do you think music was really in its golden age? 
I mean, I have to say the, the, you know, late seventies, eighties, you know, rock. I mean, I think that's, that is like, it's called classic rock. It's, you know, I think it's a very revolutionary era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's definitely one of my favorites. I mean, as I've said, I've, I listened to tons of eighties bands and artists and, um, yeah, I definitely think that is one of the more influential periods of history. I mean, their songs are still used in movies today. We yeah. listen to them at parties. Like it, it's just, they're timeless songs. And a lot of that music from that era as well was a really influential part in um, the 90s and the 2000s yes. like it really just a lot of those bands influenced the bands that you heard in the 90s the 2000s and even to now especially like you know thinking about rap music and hip-hop mm-hmm. a lot of samples use yes. 80s and 70s mm-hmm. and like yep. those kinds of music oh yeah yeah it's I mean I think everyone everyone connects to that genre of music in some way mm-hmm. you know that Definitely. time period yeah and then moving on to our last question, your greatest album. So an album that you can listen to front to back without skipping. You can never get tired of it. Yeah. And you just love every song of that album. It just really speaks to you. Which album yeah. is that? Um, that's going to have to be Bad Blood by Bastille. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to that album front to back, like on repeat for that whole summer before um, going to high school. And I know every word to every song and I think they're all like lyrical masterpieces. They're so smart, so clever. Um, They definitely deserve more recognition, that's for sure. But yeah, I would say that is like my favorite album of all time and I listen to it all the time. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. I mean, Bad Blood is a really good album. It is. It's a good album. (laughs) In retrospect, it really is. Yeah. And with that, we have reached the end of the emotional roller coaster and thus reach the end of the soundtracks of our lives. Thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. I had a blast. Of course. Oh my gosh. No, this was so great. I've never like had the chance to really talk about my music taste before. Um, mm-hmm. so this was really fun. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. I mean, music is really just a driving force in all of our lives. So yeah, it was for me. That's why I started this whole thing. And that's why, you know, I'm into what I'm into and everything. It's, you know, my passion. That's the only thing I'm like good at. <laughs> but <laughs> no, um, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just getting to talk to different people from different walks of life about yeah. the music they listened to growing up. Everyone can share a little bit of something with each other through music. And I yeah. feel like that's what we did here today, especially since we didn't know a lot about each other's music tastes before. Yeah, <laughs> now you yeah. know a lot about me. <laughs> yeah, like this is like a window to your soul. Yeah. Yes, it definitely is, yes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much again. Um, before we actually part ways, I did want to, you know, roll out the red carpet for you, see if you had anything you wanted to promote or share or, you know, honorable mentions or anything like that so you know go for it it's your time right now yeah well um I produced a feature film last summer um with my friend Brayden and we are releasing the full uh official trailer for it on Halloween um so that will be in a few weeks which is super exciting so if you guys want to check out the trailer that would be super awesome (laughs) um but yeah we're really excited about it Rylan got to see one of the early cuts of it so he's been a long time supporter of us which i'm very thankful for yes um 
but yeah, no, this has been such a great experience. Thank you so much. Um, I was super excited when you, when you DM me about it, I was like, Oh, I want to do that. That sounds so fun. <laughs> Very cool. Um, yeah. So yeah. thanks so much. And you said you're releasing this on Saturday, right? Yeah. Well, that is actually my 21st birthday. So that will be an As is mine, so... Wait, we're birthday twins. Yeah. I totally forgot about this. Oh this my gosh. This will be the greatest birthday gift. Absolutely. I'm so mm -hmm. excited. Oh my gosh. Well, happy early birthday to you. And you as well. Yay. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. I cannot wait to release this on Saturday. Um, Yeah. Again, this was wonderful. I had a blast. Thank you for being such a great guest and to all our <laughs> listeners you know thank you so much again for listening and supporting this podcast it means so much to me yeah if you're listening to this on spotify you know give us a like give us a follow if you're listening on apple Podcasts, subscribe leave a review i would love to hear what you have to say that's pretty much all i have for you today follow us on instagram as well at the soundtracks of our lives that's where you'll get all of our announcements and all of the episodes but yeah, this has been the soundtrack for our lives. Kendall Huff, it was great to see you. It was great yes. to talk to you about this stuff. And that's all I have for you guys. I love you. I will see you next week. Awesome. Thank you so much.